All right, all right, all right. Good morning to all you lovely listeners, and welcome back to another great episode of High Expectations, where the only thing higher than the expectations is... It's a... So, what are you getting when you come visit us for this uh, podcast experience? It's a movie review show primarily i'd say that's like 75 percent of it but what we do is we review movies through the lens of being high because we're both smoking while we watch uh the movies that we're reviewing uh, and we basically break down the movie ratings into four categories which we have kind of built into excel and we give a score to uh, and these four categories are quotability obviously super super important to potheads alike uh, rewatchability, because I don't know if that's really something that a lot of maybe stoners do, but I know I tend to rewatch movies that I know are yeah. either super funny or, uh, you know, if I'm looking for a certain feel to a movie, I'll go yeah, to one that feel, I kind of already make know. Make you feel good or feel yeah. Way. Absolutely. But like, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, when I'm high specifically, will revert back to movies I kind of already know what. Mm-hmm the outcome is uh we do popularity which we just pull from uh rotten tomatoes audience score because we wanted to bring a little bit more objectivity and not just our opinion about these scores so this kind of keeps uh it more level we think and then the final category which is the most important category is the smokeability rating which kind of has not multiple interpretations, but we've kind of talked about it with guests we've had on the show and amongst ourselves. It's It can kind of be subjective to the movie. Like if it's a movie that just is really, really good, high, is also, you know, good, sober, whatever, but it's still really yeah. good, high, it can get a high score. Yep. But if it's also a movie that maybe we know the smoking helps it significantly and only watchable high (laughs) exactly like if that's the kind of thing that that we're dealing with then it also can get a high score so kind of a different way to interpret it but it's a floating it's a floating uh genre the smokeability exactly it's kind of a moving target for genre is not the word i'm looking for but you know moving targets yeah it's each week or each episode is kind of takes on its own form yeah uh and I am one of the hosts, Kaz, longtime movie watcher, longtime pot smoker, longtime pot smoker while movie watching. Yeah. So this hey. is right up my alley. I consider myself a professional, a total professional in this <laughs> niche field. Yeah. Uh, and with me is always Delo, the bearded wonder. Well, hello there, folks. And I, you know what I realized? We both have beards, but I think I call you the bearded wonder because you've been rocking, you, you've kind of had a beard for a long, long time. Yeah, so you've, you've kind of had that as part of your mystique for a long time. <laughs> I've been a beardman from way back. And it's always looked good. You always keep it nice and, what's the right I word? I do what I can. It's gone Manicured. through stages. I appreciate that. It's gone through stages. I've gone through the longer, the shorter. Uh, I've tend to, especially now out in the Pacific Northwest, I lean, lean longer because <laughs> I think everyone's a li- tries to be a little kind of grizzly Adams with the, you know, more natural look, the, the beard or whatever, but I just, lots of beardmans out here. 
I mean, I don't have so much on top anymore, so uh, I got to make it up where it counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't want to do that to your pubes. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So we actually have a fun category this week that uh, I, I think we were wanting to really get to this point where we got movies on here that maybe one aren't as mainstream and then also are very nostalgic for you and I, but I don't know. So we, we tried to come up with a category that would allow us to, to bring some of those movies to light. So we kind of, we just came up with this, actually we came up with this idea fairly quickly, but we went with the, the, I don't know how we would call it, but we're, we're calling it dealer's choice. Dealer's choice is how, how we're titling this one. And this is the concept behind it is these are supposed to be movies that we think the other person hasn't seen, maybe even heard of. So we're trying to bring in some movies that are not going to be as well known, but that we either grew up watching or maybe we've seen or somebody else has introduced us to it. And it's just such a random movie that, (laughs) you know, we're trying to basically stump the other one and be like, oh, okay. You know, I bet you haven't seen this or oh. I will say it was hard. It was it was more difficult than I thought. Well, I mean, we like like we've established on this podcast many times over. We are movie watchers, and we like to get obscure with some of the movies we watch. Um, You get a little more obscure, I think. You well, you dive into like the weird '90s movies a little more than I do. Yeah, and Uh, '80s. I have, I think, a broader spectrum of of like weird movies that I like to watch. Um, so it was interesting, but it was, it was difficult to find m- movies that n- neither of us had seen yet. So yeah. it was interesting. I had to dig deep into my bag of tricks for this one. And boy, uh, did you pull out a doozy? I definitely pulled out a movie that <laughs> I kind of had forgotten that I'd seen a lot as a kid. This was definitely something my dad, like I remember my VHS tape, with the the tape on it or whatever the label with the movie on it i still remember it It was written in this like blue blue pen and for those of you who don't know what vhs is this is how we used to watch movies when we were way back when um and this this was just a movie that i feel like anytime there was no idea what to watch my dad would throw it in. So that's how I got into this movie. <laughs> and I went with the movie Stay Tuned with John oh. Ritter as the star. Screw up in here and you're dead meat. Dead meat. Definitely, I think the story has kind of been done before, but uh, I feel like this was at least a, a unique take on it. But uh, D'Lo also went with a movie. So that was the movie I picked that I thought D'Lo had not seen, which he, ha- he thought maybe he had seen it, but definitely it would have been so long ago. So we I, still went with it. I think, you know, after watching the movie, I think I may have only just remember the trailer because the track I had, cause then I went back after you, um, after you dropped this movie on me, I w- and we went back and forth on whether I thought I had seen it. I went back or after I watched, I went back and I watched a trailer and I realized, I think that that's what I remember is just seeing the trailer either in theaters when I was a kid or sure. um, on TV or something. You know what I mean? So I don't think I had actually ever seen it before. So just to clarify. Sweet. So then I did my job. 
So again, definitely had to reach well, into the bag uh, of tricks for this one. Uh, and Dilo definitely picked a movie I had never seen <laughs> before. I definitely had heard of it, but never yeah. seen it. But what, yeah. tell them what you went with this week. I, I um, This is a movie that I really enjoyed growing up. Um, and it's based on a book that I also really love. Uh, didn't didn't do so hot when it was in theaters. I think it had had a crazy budget of like I think the budget. Oh, I looked it up. The budget was seventy million, and the opening weekend was only nine million. So yeah. not a great opening. Uh, kind of a kind of a cool cast. Um, I went with Stardust. What do stars do? Stardust. Definitely a good cast in that movie, honestly. Yeah. I, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. shocked by who was in it, but considering the timing and everything, but we'll get into that when we kind of dive into the movie. So for those of you who may not have heard of these movies, again, that was sort of the intention here, or we thought could be an outcome here is that these are movies that are not as well known, but we wanted to see how they held up while we're smoking. Cause I think especially when you're a certain level of high, these kind of movies can be really funny or really good. If, if you're uh, not setting your expectations, like totally high, not that I'm trying to high expectations, bad. right. But I'm saying <laughs> if you're not thinking that you're going to get like this super crazy visual movie, or I, I think what movies are kind of catered to now, these movies are just kind of, Good stories, fun movies that were fun. that were made, and definitely. Well, maybe Stardust was, but I know Stay Tuned was not trying to win it at the blockbuster. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I again, mean, I think I think based on the cast and kind of the scope and visuals of Stardust, I think they were probably hoping for some kind of blockbuster, or, or sure. maybe not a blockbuster, but definitely a hit. You know? Yeah, uh, they definitely which were I trying. Think I think they found in cult fashion down the road, not so much in its time. Uh, and then for this week, I, for what I was smoking this week, I went with a strong sativa because I know mm -hmm. we've been kind of going back and forth between indicas sativas and we're realizing yeah. that indicas were actually really, really good. Starting but to hit. Yeah. I, so I went back to the kind of heavy sativa and I was not really digging it that much. I Ooh. think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was because the percentage was pretty low. The THC percentage was pretty low. I don't know if that had anything. I no just noticed that after I had already bought it. But mm -hmm. I went with President Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, and this was harvested in June. So it was super, super fresh. So uh, I went to our friends at the Dockside cannabis in ballard and again they always have like a nice display of their yeah. bud which i really like in the dispensaries out here is it, it just i like things on display and i know well, we've because talked what's about really nice about yeah what's really nice about dockside and the way they display it is you don't feel like like you can talk to a bud tender if you want but you can also explore and kind of look right. at what, what you're looking for specifically before you go up because sometimes you go into a place um and like 
no shade to the Kushri at all, but like their display is all kind of those glass, like low glass cases with stacked buds, which right. is fine. So you talk to the bud tenders a lot more and they've got a great staff, which is awesome. But um, what's awesome about Dockside is like you, you, you get the like meters, you can see the bud, all of the bud that they have. It's pretty right. cool. And the way they have exactly. it sectioned off and it's just, it's nice in there. Yeah. Cause right. I just like to browse. I'm just like kind of sometimes I just want to look at the sometimes, nugs. Yeah. Or I, I want to see what different types of pre-rolls they have, stuff like that. So again, I was – and I'm more just thinking when I think of East Coast dispensaries, they're just not even – I just feel like they're not set up. Granted, I've only been to ones in New Jersey. I haven't gone into any in any other state over there. I know Massachusetts, it's legal and, and other places, but I've only been in New Jersey. You so. didn't go when we were in Boston? No, I didn't end up going. No, 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 no. Which ended up being a great decision, honestly, because we watched too long. And we watched Terminator 2, really stoned. Yeah, and then there was Terminator 2. So it ended up working out. But yeah, I was, you know, I thought this bud was okay. I'll be honest with you. I was, I, I don't know if it was because maybe it was a sativa, like very sativa dominant, but, uh, it wasn't definitely wasn't one of my favorites. So interesting. I wonder if it would be better if you were like up and out and doing something. Probably, you know. Yeah, maybe like a hike or something. But I actually uh, I did something similar. I went back to a full sativa, um, but visited an old standby, an old pal of mine. I went back to one of my all time favorites um, from Honeydew. I went with a van- vanilla lime sativa, which. It hit again, man. I think that's just a really – I think that's just a, a strain that I really, really enjoy. Um, so it was it was good before. It's good again. I love it. Are you – how? so are you usually – you're usually getting pre-rolls though? Is that how you're doing it for the most uh, part? I, I'll get like an eighth and pack some J's. Okay, so you pack your yeah. own J's. So that's yep. fair. I feel like – It's I just easier with, for my current situation. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, Dilo may be on the move soon, and maybe he'll. Hey, if if any of you up. are looking to get us a gift, a high expectations gift, which I think high expectations should have a birthday, so that way we have something to celebrate in a year. But we we can look up the release of the first episode. If you all want to get us a gift, we love paraphernalia. We love uh, Mary Jane merch. So love it. Uh, if you're looking to get us anything, those are some good ideas I'm throwing at you. So just keep it in mind for us because we're always look. I feel like that could be like a nice uh, housewarming gift for D-Lo, So Oh, thanks. Uh, our birthday would be May 14th. We released um, May 14th, 2023. We released both the introduction to High Expectations episode and... The 90s movies banger. We are three months old. We're still oh. so young. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, exactly three months. Whoa. I know. That's pretty awesome. So three months were, I think, did we crack 300 listens yet? Yeah, boy. We so we cracked. So three months, 300 listens. Obviously, we're still growing. We're still trying to get our name out there. Much uh, love. So uh, we appreciate the people who are listening consistently or just tuning in for an episode here and there, obviously we really appreciate it and spread the word. We're having fun. Hope you're all having fun too. So 
Let's dive into the first movie. Let's go with Stardust. Let's go with yours first because Do it. I think I watched that. I think I watched that one first. Yeah. Me too. So it was I, I like again, this kind of struck me as a you know, just fun 90s movie. I didn't know that it was that big of a budget, but I kind of just looked at yeah. this movie when I think of kind of uh, movies throughout time. One of those kind of 90s movies that was just... 2000, not, 2007. Oh, it, it was a 2007. Well, here's what I'll say. It had that feel of just like, it wasn't trying to be blockbuster, but obviously now that you told me the facts behind it, I might be wrong, but it was kind of just one of those fun fantasy movies that i i don't think they really make anymore so i i enjoyed watching it a lot but for those of you who haven't seen it dilo let them know what they might be in for uh if they're going to give it a watch here we go to win the heart of his beloved a young man named tristan ventures into the realm of fairies to retrieve a fallen star what Tristan finds, however, is not a chunk of space rock, but a woman named Yvain. Yvain is in great danger, for the king's sons need her powers to secure the throne, and an evil witch wants to use her to achieve eternal youth and beauty. Who who played... I'm trying to think of the... Who is the witch? Who is the main witch? Why is her name... Michelle Pfeiffer. Me? Michelle Pfeiffer. I hadn't... I loved... Uh, most Michelle Pfeiffer movies growing up, I really, really liked. She is. Oh, she's good in this too, man. She's really good in this. I just thought I, I watched it with Dina and we were both just like, Oh wow. She's actually yeah, was a great, a great pick for this. And she, she did kind of have that kind of career where she would do these random movies where I think some, I just didn't even, I wouldn't even recognize her, but she, she kind of picked her spots and, uh, I don't know. This she was just like really good as the lead witch in this. Yeah, the, in this the movie. main villain. She was really great. She was fun to watch. She really kind of leaned into the role, which was uh, fun to see her. Like, I mean, obviously she's done like villainesque roles before, right? Like, obviously, famously Catwoman. Catwoman, um, right? Exactly. But she's like the way she plays this witch is so great. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, I just, I, I really, I really just this is. Like you keep saying, it's just the word that comes to mind with this movie is just fun, right? Yeah, like, it's just a the fun whole fairy tale. Story's type fun. Movie. It's light. The book is a little darker, more like classic grim fairy tale. Yeah, um, I could see that. But they do a lot. They change, and they're both great in their own respect. I love them both separately. The movie and the book. Yeah, but the yeah. the uh, the movie is just. I just I don't. Necessarily, and we could talk about it with rewatchability. I don't necessarily rewatch it frequently, but anytime I do, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I, I think also the take that they took on this movie kind of kind of goes now with like advances. So society now, especially with like the whole aliens thing, which we brought up on a previous episode, is really thinking about what goes on like out there in the universe and the dimensions and stuff. So, I mean, this movie I thought was super fun to watch now because, you know, it was a playful take on, man, there's stars out there, but they're like looking back at us. So yeah. Yeah. It What's, was kind what of, are the stars? Yeah. The stars are some kind of being or something like in this, it's a person played and, by the wonderful Claire Danes. 
And I feel like I just kind of, especially high, I really enjoy fairy tale type movies because it also just kind of allows you to not think about the science and the reality of everything. So that's yeah. always been fun for me. I think that's why Disney movies have always been this so is crazy super for escapist. Us. Yeah, this is yeah. Very, it's it's just like fun fantasy. Um, great cast, really just interesting story. Uh, I mean, like not like an unheard of story, but Matthew Vaughn, the director, who is a director I love, he uh, also he was I think he wrote the screenplay for this and two of my favorite movies, the Kingsman movies, also Matthew Vaughn, writer, director, nice. for, um, and hope to get those on here one day, but we will at least one of them. But um, fuck, I forgot where I was going. Um, oh, he wanted to. He, so he wanted to take the kind of children's fairy tale movie, but make it so adults could watch it and enjoy it and enjoy it in its own way. And I think there's some really fun, just like tongue in cheek stuff that he does with the, uh, like the, the names of the princes being, you know, the Roman numerals or whatever, Primus, right. Septimus, all those, um, like the two, those are the two main princes that you, you see throughout the movie and like doing fun stuff, like their, their costumes. I don't know if you noticed, but their costumes all had patterns with the Roman numerals of their names on them. Oh, I did not um, notice that. And but so they do fun yeah. things like that. And like that's Primus cool. travels alone because he's one and Septimus travels with a group of seven because he's the seventh born. So just fun Makes things sense. like that. But like you cool. wouldn't notice as a kid, but you could still enjoy this movie as a child, like a young. Exactly. Kid. I agree. And when you smoke, sometimes you just, it makes you get in the kind of kids feels, honestly. Yeah. I feel like sometimes that's why smoking is so enjoyable because it's just, it kind of gets you into it the- It enhances those, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Exactly. Um so I definitely enjoyed the movie in terms of quotability. It was tough. I mean, again, yeah. I think quotability is always tough to rate from when I've only seen a movie once. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I kind of looked at past movies we had on here in terms of what scores we gave them and tried to come up with what I felt was not too, uh, I don't want to be too aggressive or too critical, I guess. Was I was trying to no, I was really I trying mean, to use that relative relativity sure to help. Fair. But I went with a three, which you know I, that's fair. I don't know. I think I would remember more like if I watch it again, I'd definitely remember more of Robert De Niro's characters quotes because mm -hmm. I thought he was a perfect character and kind of was put in there exactly for that reason. Like kind of like a Olaf type character, just somebody who's super fun, kind of has little witty one-liners that I think I probably would remember if I watched it again. So I went. Yeah, with that. I. That's a good. I mean, that's a fair score, and I actually was a little more conservative than you, even though this was my choice because there's not. It's not super quotable, but Robert De Niro's character in particular, Captain Shakespeare, actually like a huge turn from the book very different characters not like that in the book at all uh, and i think his name is something different captain albrick or something in the book um but his character is fantastic in this like playing the like cutthroat like space pirate lightning catching pirate swashbuckler like badass and then but like you know 
having a secret life where he's got this hidden identity and he's very, you know, that whole dance scene, that's very memorable right. to me where he's in like the, the frilly stuff and he's dancing and then the bad guy comes in and catches him. Uh, spoiler yeah, like, alert. I would, I definitely remember that scene for sure. Yeah. So like, like very I guess that vividly. goes into quotability. Like, he's got, he's got a really one, a line that I think of, um, well, there's actually a couple and most of the quotability, quotable lines come from him and just like a weird side character played by Ricky Gervais. But um, he, he says something along the lines of ever to try to get a blood stain. Out Where in God's name did you get that mannequin? Oh, from? it works every time. An ounce of bargaining, a pinch of trickery, a soup zone of intimidation, a voila, the perfect recipe for a towering reputation without ever having to spill one drop of blood. Ever tried to get blood stains out of a silk shirt? Nightmare. Right. Yeah, Nightmare, exactly. right? Like that's, that line's that's so That's exactly good. the line. I remember uh, Dina and I cracked up when that line came on. And like sure. he does such a good job with this character. Um, and then at the when the his crew saves him and they come in and they're like, You'll always be my captain. Captain, that that got me in the feels. Um yeah. it's just it's a really good Claire Danes has that whole big love speech at the end, which is way that mankind loves i mean you could search the furthest reaches of the universe and never find anything more beautiful so yes i i know that love is unconditional but i also know it can be unpredictable unexpected uncontrollable un bearable and <laughs> it was strangely easy to mistake for loathing and just like and, all her talk about what stars do and how they yeah. shine and yeah all they shine what like, do stars do what do stars yeah. do it's like throughout the whole thing so i i actually was more conservative but i think you said you went with the straight three yeah I would go with a three. I I put a two six. Um, okay, but I would bump it up to a three because there are very memorable parts. The whole and the, like the last sword fight between uh, Charlie Cox, who I love as an actor. Actually, this is my first time ever seeing him. The director wanted an unknown, so they went with someone like Charlie Cox, um, who plays went on to play Marvel's Daredevil and a lot of all other really cool characters. So they went with him and I, th he kills it. That last sword fight, young Henry Cavill yeah. in this movie, uh, Sienna Miller. Yeah. Ian McKellen narrating. Like it's a great, it's, it's good shit. Um, yeah. And that so puts it on it, par with mystery men. It puts it on par with, uh, Isle of dogs. So those are kind of some of the other comparable movies in terms of quotability score that we're putting it next to. So, so we'll go with a three. Uh, what do stars do? Exactly. That I feel like that those were the ones I remembered the most, but it was like it was kind of the same line over and over again, though, mm -hmm. was, was the problem. Um, Rewatchability. I was also kind of on the lower end with this because I do agree with you. I think you were just saying it, how yeah. it, it was. It's definitely a fun watch, but not something I would watch often. Yeah. Uh, but again, I would probably be happy to watch it. It's just, I wouldn't put it on any close to some of these other movies we've talked about. So I gave it a three as well, actually. I think I just went with a three okay. because I think I looked at 
good burger and i was like okay it would kind of have it would probably have the same type of rewatchability for me so i went with see i would watch this before again before i watched something like good Good Burger. burger this because again i I'm a big fan of the book, so and I know it's different than the book, but it brings back the feels. And I really just this is just I I'm gonna wear this word out, and I almost wish I wasn't as stoned as I am currently because I would expand my vocabulary. But the movie is just fun, man. It it always yeah. is. It's it's every time you watch it, you enjoy it. Um, so and it's not something that pops into my mind to rewatch. Often, right exactly when i do i'm like oh shit that's a fun movie <laughs> there you go again it's just a good watch so i'll throw it on as soon as i think about it almost so i i gave it a five two whoa all right oh boy because i do I'm like just trying to look I, at some other I rewatch scores. it probably every couple of years uh, and it's a movie that I do enjoy rewatching. There's like, like I said, the fight scenes are great. Uh, great. The sword fights are great. You have an awesome character in Captain Shakespeare and just being a lightning catching pirate sky pirate is fucking dope. So you'd rather be a sky pirate versus the being on the black pearl. Uh, Oh, that's a hard one. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's probably up there, but. I know you have. I think a, it'd still probably be the black. Yeah, pro. I figured. So you're. I've. Here's my thing. I can't put this movie above Road Trip. I don't think. Hmm. But I can put it near it. And we gave Road Trip a five point three. So I feel. See, like... I would watch this again before I watched Road Trip, but I probably have rewatched Road Trip more. So five one. How about a hard five? I'll give us. I'll give a five. Hard five. Yeah, I guess that's. I'll that's do a hard five. You, that's asking yeah. you to come up a lot. Would you go to five, or do you want to go a little lower? No, no, no. I could do five because again, I think that it is a movie I would probably rewatch pretty soon because I just saw it for the Dude, first I had time. Such so a I crush could watch on Claire it. Danes when I, I watched mean, this. Why wouldn't you? I had such a crush on Charlie Cox too. When he gets that long hair, I mean, and he gets why all wouldn't hot? You? Right? Yeah, exactly. There's like no reason not to. So, dude, Mark Strong as lots Septimus, of crushes. I feel like we're not even or we're not even really get diving into the how sick this uh, cast is and how studly yeah, Rupert on Everett. Like, yeah, either on base. both sides, Cavill, just like yeah. Oh yeah, you had uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is just that's what I mean. At her time, it like for me, it was absolute like beauty. Her and. Like Halle Berry just had this thing going on where I was just like, wow, you two just have these like striking. You I like Catwoman. Say, yeah, exactly. But they just had like these Sienna Miller, also another appearances. Another very handsome lady. It, it was Robert yeah, De Niro is a handsome guy. He's actually like a very good looking dude. So, I mean, that uh, we should maybe have a category just on like, <laughs> how, okay, how good is this cast? <laughs> how good looking was this cast? And this, this would be up there a hundred percent. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll do a five for rewatchability, which again, keeps it middle of the road. It doesn't really like that. I think that puts it on par with homeward bound. So it's, and it's kind of a similar feel to the movie, like a feel good movie, fun. Yeah. Kind of fantasy ish. So I, I was, again, I think I would watch this 
rewatched this before I watched Homeward Bound, now you're, Bound again. Now you're but, just talking crazy, my friend. That's just me. That's just me. When was the last time you you rewatched it, honestly, or last time you watched it? Probably a couple years ago, a year right. or two ago. I, mean, I guess. I guess that's fair. More recently than I rewatched Homeward Bound. Well, what I will say is that kind of moving into our next category, the audience clearly the audience loves this gets movie. It. Yeah, they really love this movie. In fact, it got the same exact percentage, 86% as Pirates of the Caribbean, which is yeah, pretty, I mean, this, pretty gnarly. This is a, it's a, it's a good fantasy movie. It's just, it's a great, like, good storyline, really interesting cast, good acting. Um, I mean, critics again, I go back to the the audience and I just look at how recently people are rating this and they're rating it as recently as today, dude. Like someone just put a, a rating in for this movie and it's got an 86 for the audience. And I think that's a testament to, like I was saying, that that kind of cult following that it had, you know what I mean? Or has uh, it's it's I think it was before its time almost. You know, this the critics consensus, I think, does a good job of finding another word besides fun. It says a faithful <laughs> interpretation that captures the spirit of whimsy. It's oh, whimsy. that's what it is. It's, it's so whimsy. whimsical. It really is. Although there's no real like mu. I wouldn't say like the music is really that memorable or anything like that. But uh, it's, I think it has like a, an interesting score. I think it does. A sure. Good job okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of mirroring what's happening in the. It's no Pirates of the Caribbean, though. No, well, gosh, no. Pirates of the Caribbean score is... It definitely has a a whimsy, whimsical, however you want to term it, feel to it. So there (laughs) there you go. There's another word you can use besides... I'm just going to... Now it's it's only going to be whimsy. Right. So So we're going to give it an 8.6 on our rating scale, because that's how we do it. We just convert it uh, to our our system. Yeah. all right, smokeability. This this movie actually did really well for me in terms of smokeability, yeah, which is surprising because I wasn't like a huge fan of the the weed I had. But I thought again, I think I think that's a testament to the the movie. It's definitely a testament to the movie. I think these kind of movies, just in general, will do well high because I do think the visuals are always a little oh, bit great cooler. Visuals. Um, the story's easy to really get into and kind of get the feels right. Because like you said, if the music kind of plays along with the action, you get even more into it. Uh, it's, it's already, like you said, it's very, I forget how you termed it. Exitist. Is that what you used? Exitist. Escapist. 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 It's yeah. very escapist, which goes hand in hand with being high a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I gave this a 7.5. Well, you're getting too deep for me there. Sorry. I didn't, I won't, hey, no philosophy talk here. Oh God, my brain hurts. Um, I went with a 7.5 on smokeability. Nice. Yeah, because Dude, again, I looked at some other here. scores and I was just like, yeah, like I felt like this movie was the same, if not maybe like, like, so I looked at Independence Day and I just thought it definitely was on the same level for me as much as in terms of how it made me get into the movie. Based on your score, I was very similar. I actually went with a 7.4, but thinking about it in comparison to something like Independence Day, which was fun, high, this, I think, hit a little better high because of the visuals, because 
of just the the whimsy and just the the acting and the cast itself and um the experience of being high with it so i would lean a little more than what we gave independence day but i think okay. it's i think a seven five is good is the so seven five exactly what we gave independence day seven five is exactly what we gave independence wait yes yeah we gave men in black in the eights independence day was 7.5 yeah. so so you're thinking you want to make it like a 7.6 just to 7. make it six. yeah just a little edge bit it out. because again independence day is great and there are cool visuals but this whole yeah, yeah. movie is beautiful it's meant to be fantastical and whimsical and fun <laughs> Um, but like there's some memorable parts, were, just obviously all of the, like I said, like uh, when he pops into the Wayne's world set, did you know, the scenery is great. The backdrop and it's just very, it, the whole thing is very vibrant, right? As soon as he crosses yeah. over wall into, uh, the new fantasy land or whatever, it's all very bright and vibrant and, and really interesting to look it at. It reminded me of magic is movie. always cool to watch stoned. The the kind of crossover to the other world reminded me of a Christmas movie where they try to bring up the North Pole. Like it just yeah. is like this little fairy town or fairyland town where it's just so Magic cute. Is real. Yeah. It's like where the it's like Whoville type deal. Yeah. Right. It's he just it has this feel to it. Like and it's good. It's always good when you're a little ripped up. So I think exactly. giving it a little more than a tenth, uh, a tenth more. A tenth more, I think, is respectable. I would even go two tenths, but I think that's pushing it for you. So yeah, don't don't push it, dude. Don't <laughs> don't do that. All right, so that locks it in as a six point four in terms of its overall score, which is honestly better than I honestly when I first watched it, I didn't know how if it would do that well, but that puts it on par with Road Trip. So yeah, it's a that great makes movie. sense, and I think Road Trip is definitely going to edge it out in terms of quotability and well it didn't edge it out that much on rewatchability but quotability is where road trip you know made a bigger impact so that's fair i can put it yeah. on par with that all right in terms of how high i would get for this movie i honestly would get fully stoned because i think yeah, the fantasy whimsy thing that we keep describing stoned. is is good stone so i would actually Go full-blown stoned on that one. Get ripped. Get ripped. All right. The second movie, not quite as whimsical, definitely a little darker, but <laughs> I like the way you termed it. It was more of a physical comedy type yeah, movie, very right? Physical because you, you said John Ritter, who's the star in this one, is you thought was a was a good physical comedian. Yes. I've always, uh, in any of John Ritter's stuff, going way back to Three's Company, which there's a shout out to in this movie, um, he's always just been like very physical and very animated in his actions. Uh, he's he's always been um, really interesting and entertaining to watch. So I I enjoyed going back and seeing him. And man, I miss him as as a, a comedic actor. He was yeah, he was good. He was a good actor. In like R. some R. of his P. later movies, John Ritter. What was like one of his later movies? I guess uh, Bad Santa. He right. He was in that, which he had a small role, but was funny in that. Was he in Bad Santa? Yeah, I think he was like the HR guy or the guy hiring in the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Like random role for him, but 
people who haven't seen this movie, which I would not be surprised if you haven't, Dilo, what are they getting themselves into potentially? Here we go. This is a good one. Uh, also, uh, what's her name? Pam Pam Dauber, Mindy from mm-hmm. Mork and Mindy in this. Yeah. So early 90s. Very early 92? 90s. 92, yeah. Yeah. Salesman Roy Nabel. Uh, sorry, let me start that again. The name is so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Screaming it at them. Salesman Roy Nabel. <laughs> You're like giving them a sales pitch. Yeah, I'm... Oh. Okay, let me try that again. <clears throat> Sales <laughs> no, shit. No, I'm not gonna be able to get through. Scream it. <sighs> Salesman Roy <laughs> Salesman Roy Nables spends all his free time watching television to the exasperation of his wife, Helen. One day, TV salesman Spike convinces Roy to buy a satellite dish offering six hundred and sixty-six channels. The new addition to Roy's home entertainment system sucks him and Helen into Hellvision, a realm run by Spike, who is an emissary of Satan. <laughs> Jesus. Ridiculous. It is for 20, ridiculous. For 24 hours, the couple must survive devilish parodies of TV programs if they want to return to reality alive. So great. <laughs> that was very well done. Uh, that you. is a very ridiculous synopsis. But the movie is somewhat ridiculous. But like I said, it's a concept that has been done, I think, before. Well, so Last Action Hero is kind of similar to this, right? Like going in and like into the movie world is kind of the premise, right? So, but this movie came out before Last Action Hero. So maybe this was kind of an OG O to it. But that's kind of the premise of the movie is John Ritter and his wife are basically going into the movie world, which is Hellvision. Uh, and it's just basically filled with a bunch of adventures and kind of like obstacles in order for them to get out, which there's also some pretty good cast members to this too. I was going like, to say, this has got a, Eugene uh, Levy's in it. interesting cast, yeah. So I thought this, I, who's the, and, and then who plays Spike, the guy Jeffrey from. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. So, you know, you've uh, seen him. Ferris, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day Off. Mom and Dad um, Save the World. Mom and Dad Save the World. Beetlejuice. So for this movie, quotability, I I kind of had the same thoughts on it as I did for Stardust. Like nothing totally stood out to me. I thought there were definitely some one-liners that I remembered from this. Like um, when he becomes the detective and he's narrating his kind of own movie and he's like, Roy Nabel. Private dick. Well, Private better dick. Being, well, better than being a public dick. <laughs> so, like, I feel like there was a bunch That's of a good those one. Yeah. in this movie, right? Like, a one-liner funny ones that I could see coming, like, almost being used in regular conversation, not necessarily is as a quote to the movie, but I could see myself, if I ever hear someone talk about a private dick i could say better i could see myself following it up with like better than being a public dick better than being a public yeah it's so a good line they had they had some good one-liners in here um screw but, up in here and you're dead meat dead meat exactly or when he's the cartoon and he's the little mouse and he's with, with a donut and he's eating a donut and he's like, my doctor was right donuts will be the death of me 
<laughs> so he's got yeah there's there some definitely ones. some good ones uh but i gave it a 4.5 in terms of quotability because it was That's like strong strong i don't even think it's that strong but it probably is strong i 4.5 what did you I also stardust three which we which we threw out more quotes from that's fair i think because i have a nostalgic tie to this movie that's fair okay i okay that's fair i but i leave it for negotiation obviously find it as quotable um i wanted to two full points less i want two and a half oh um, because there are quotable some quotable lines i guess if you're someone who watches this a lot that's why i gave it the two and a half but which i have not i i've seen it but i i feel like it's been so long like probably since i was a Murray! 10 like less than 10 years old yeah so I I feel like it would be more quotable if I watched it in more recent years of my life. I really right, do. but again, I think I'm open to negotiation for the next uh, next category a little bit. But I also anytime I can, someone I uses dweeb, Nick, I feel like I I have to give it a little a little uh, knock. No, I got to give it some credit for slipping dweeb Nick into the the script. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. so you're coming. So are you coming off? Left. Off? Are you coming off two point five? I mean, we could go hard three again, but then I don't know if I would go full three, but I would come up from two and a half. So two nine is all you can give it. I don't know, man. All right, I'll do two point nine, but I'm definitely going to tag this movie as we need to rewatch it. Uh, For both of these because I I feel like since you haven't seen stay tuned that much and I haven't seen stardust that much, I think it can seriously affect these scores in particular, but yeah, just saying I'll I mean, go 2.9. You though. know, I'll come up a little more because there's some really like, Underworld, Dwayne's Underworld. It's party time! It's excellent! Come on, you remember um, that shit. I do, and actually, they tried to get Mike Myers and Dana Carvey but to, to have a cameo, but they were already filming, actually, Wayne's World, so... Oh, jeez. Um, and then there's just like some like as they're flipping through channels or the the channels they're jumping through, some of them are really funny. Three Men and Rosemary's Baby, and obviously this is Hellvision, so it's all right. satanic stuff. Um, Meet the Mansons, um, or like when that when they're doing like a workout video and the guy's like head falls off or bl- explodes. Right. Yeah, I mean, the hockey game is the Angels versus Devils. Facts of life support. <laughs> It's just, I think you're coming up. I think you're coming up, man. I, I see. That's what I'm saying. I think slowly I'll working fresh your way Prince up. of darkness. I'm just trying to remember some of the interesting and funny. Um, Saturday night dead is see? what Dwayne's world is on. So, all right, I'll come up to like a, I'll, I think the most I can do is a three, three. So you're going to put it above stardust. 
I'm okay <sighs> leaving it even with Stardust. I would say okay, let's leave let's it even. Let's leave it even then. with Stardust because I don't find it as quotable as Stardust, but I think you do. So I do. I definitely it a dead do. tie. All right. Locked in hard three for quotability. Rewatchability is a different story, though, for me. Yes. I feel like I gave this movie a two for rewatchability because I don't think it would. I Yeah, I don't think I would need to. I liked it, but I don't think I would watch it anytime soon. That movie needs a, a, a long rest period. A yeah, little lag, I mean, lag between the vag, if, if you want to say. <laughs> if you're quoting one of our previous movies, which is tied for first. Oh, yeah, it is. Um. I agree with you. This movie is not one I will watch again anytime soon, if ever. And that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. It's just not something that I feel like I need to watch again. You know what I mean? Right. It's just something that was not enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) No, I enjoyed it. I just, I don't think it's a very rewatchable movie. I went with a 1.8. Wow. I feel like that's insulting. Let's give it a two, man. I, I, when was the last time you watched this? It's been a long time. I will and say. When but will I you also watch like. Again? I also kind of forgot that the movie existed for a while. So. And when um, will you watch it again? Now that you know that it exists. Maybe a few years. Couple years. Maybe. I'll definitely like watch it with my kids eventually. <laughs> yeah. So that's I'll what make I mean. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go with a two because two. I don't want to be Give me a two here. But yeah, yeah. Have some fucking respect, dude. It's not a movie I'm ever going to watch again, Cos, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, well, that's a shame because your kids I enjoyed probably it. need to see it. Do they? I think they do. Why? You want them to just walk into Hell Vision just randomly without knowing what they could be in store for? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. Sur- fine. Survival you your kids the Cool, man. Fine. I'll look out for your kids then. You're going to secretly uh, show them stay tuned. <laughs> I think two, though, is I think the lowest besides Mystery Men. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. And you hated Mystery would... Men very much so. Yeah. See, the thing is, I think I may watch Stay Tuned before I watch Mystery Men. Nice. But Let's give it a 2.1 then. Give me two, a 2.1. One. Yeah. I just did so not it... enjoy Mystery Men. <laughs> I know you didn't. You thought that movie was trash. It's okay. I mean, I'm glad you at least think Stay Tuned is better than Mystery Men. So Yeah. Oh, I, I do, feel, because I, I actually enjoyed this movie. I just don't think I'll watch it again. That's fair. It's like yeah. not a, it's not something I feel like I need to rewatch. Until your kids need to see it. I get it. I get <laughs> it. All not right. Bringing my non existent children into this scenario. All right, fine. Maybe Dexter needs to see Damn. it. No. All right. Well Dexter Pop- kinda watched it popularity is very much in line with Delo's train of thought, I would say. So the Rotten Tomatoes popularity score is 55%. So that ends up being a 5.5 in our scale, which a higher, makes sense. But... I mean, you think it's higher than the way you well, felt about the movie? No, I, I mean, from, like I said, my scores so far have not reflected how much I enjoyed this movie. There's fun sequences and some of the like we were talking about the television shows that he goes into the whole sequence where he's a mouse that's really that was really entertaining um so i did enjoy it and my my score so far aren't reflecting that 
So this is more in tune with how I feel about the movie. Um, and this but is like they have so a low amount of ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. They only have yeah. 5,000 ratings, which is crazy. Usually we're seeing ones with like 250,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is so. – well, this is again. It's probably a very small movie. Yeah. Recently as uh, – recently rated as May 23rd, 2023. If you have seen this movie at, before listening to this episode, write in. I'm curious to hear your opinion about this movie. Because I think if you have some sort of nostalgic connection to it, you might think it's a little bit more quotable and a little bit more rewatchable. So, And I'm just yeah. curious to see who's seen it because, like you just said, this is probably one that could have been forgotten for sure. <laughs> uh, so for smokeability for this one, obviously it didn't get as high as Stardust for me. I thought this was kind of in that category of movie that the weed definitely made it more watchable uh sober i'm sure this movie is okay but i think the smoking was almost necessary for it so i gave it a five i just gave it a hard five in terms of smokeability because i was like it it was needed but it didn't make it as appealing as i thought it was when i when i picked it so when you would what you would imagine this to be high it had it the makings of being really that good. Yeah. Right? Like you're going Potential. in and out of there's the movie protection. world. Yep. There's a lot of action. There's some good. Uh, That's why I think something like Last Action Hero will actually hit. Right? Sure. Because it's similar. But I think it's probably – and we could probably we'll, – we'll figure out a way to work it in because it's in, an interesting um, par- kind, kind of, of parallel story. It's exactly. not parallel story, but same idea, but – I think it's going to be interesting to talk about in, especially in relation to now having yes. rated this movie. Exactly. Um, it's going to crush and it. It's sure. fun, but there's like, really, it's pretty cheesy. Uh, it's, it's a very silly movie. John Ritter's really, he's top, he's prime John Ritter in this. Uh, there's one, I do have to mention, there's one scene that I paused at 33 minutes and 17 seconds when um what's the son's name uh daryl daryl is being almost sucked into the hellvision satellite where he's like being lifted off the bike and kind of pulled in you know what i'm talking about yeah the special effects riding away from it yeah he's trying to ride away from it and then he starts getting lifted off the bike like into the air the special effects are so good you can actually see someone (laughs) lifting him up (laughs) <laughs> like holding him in the air. I paused, I paused it. I rewound it. I took a picture. I will post this onto Instagram so people can you see should, it. You should, dude. That's it's hilarious. 33 minutes and 17 seconds. I was dying when I saw that. So it unintentionally, that boosts <laughs> my score a little bit. Um, nice. But it was, it's, it's very silly. And didn't hit like I thought it was going to hit uh, when I was high. There's some cool actors um cast members you, like we talked about you also have the guy who played sergeant dokes in uh dexter as pierce who takes over seen, once i haven't once seen Spike. dexter oh man i won't tell i won't tell don't ruin that for me though i do I plan on watching it someday i won't i won't ruin it it's a fantastic show um it's just i i went with a five three. Oh, okay so we're right in the realm i'll go with right there 
let's we'll just split it so five three so let's say five two hmm. we'll just keep it at a five two because or no you know what a five it was one a good five time. <laughs> five one five wow five one five i'm just gonna pick in a random number but i just, i don't know i didn't know if it needed to be all the way up to five two so i'm just kind of so going middle ground let's do five one five one all right that's fair because it it was enjoyable stoned not a movie that i'll watch again but if i did watch it again i would probably be stoned fair so that brings it in at a 4.2 which is you know on the lower end of our scale but about, about where it should be yeah it's Again, I think I was slightly surprised at oh. it not being such a great smokeability type movie. I was kind of shocked at that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it got almost too silly. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the dark. Got, it got. It got. It, it definitely got, got a little dark. I mean, the whole salt and pepper dance video scene was yeah. weird. Just interesting, and they actually. I don't know, man. I. I think it's I think we rated it perfectly, honestly. We rated it perfectly shittily. And <laughs> if I were and for anybody who is planning on watching this, again, get stoned. That's stoned. just all yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say. So that locks it in. Again, another fun week, another two fun movies to review and rate and just kind of see how different categories are leading us down this like crazy path of movies so ended up with two movies that a lot of people probably haven't seen so hopefully you know go if, watch them yeah hopefully if you have some time give them both a look and give them a look always reach out comment. to us tell us what you think yeah yeah if you think our scores are totally off let us have it rip us apart uh all right dilo do you have a good uh would you rather for this week i don't know how you would get it to relate to this but to this well, the theme just, of the i'm going straight from each movie again okay all um, right so would you rather and and i'm gonna kind of tweak it right would yeah. you rather discover a fairy tale world like i don't remember what the town is in um stardust in stardust but like that town okay or and not like hell vision but have a tv remote where you could jump into tv programs not movies tv right oh so like in our day it would be like if i could like jump into into friends (laughs) right right go see friends you could go you could do like i mean there's like Detective TV shows, Power Rangers, like cartoons. No, you Um, know what, dude? Because when I watch movies and some sort of fantasy world emerges, I just get good feels, man. Yeah. Because I think for me, if I was ever faced with the opportunity to legitimately be like, hey, listen, like you've found the – even – I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but if I randomly stumbled on this gateway that would lead me to a world like that, I would do it in a heartbeat. So absolutely. I would do the fantasy land or fantasy world, however you want to term it. I'm with you. Like the fairy tale. I I think, I mean, blaze. I'm recording. How embarrassing. Um, Shake your ears. God. I think any chance you would get to live in, like a fairy tale world would be very fucking cool. So yeah. any any place I could live where there's magic, I'm in. You know what I mean? Count me. Yeah, in. I wouldn't I wouldn't pass it up. Trust me. In a previous episode, we right. talked about the buddy commie episode. 
or would you mm-hmm. rather was um the home chef for the maid oh right 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 and we yep. talked about what would you have your home chef make you as a meal if, you, if you're stoned do it did Hit you think it. about yours uh i think i did not but oh, i can I think of it real quick share yours real quick i i should have texted you sorry i think i would have him or her or them make a hibachi dinner dude we are on the literally the same shrimp veggies rice give me give me all of it give me that like white sauce that comes with it to dunk all my stuff in dude i was gonna go with I was literally picking not that exactly, but I was going to say barbecue spare ribs and shrimp lo mein. Just like, oh yeah, so almost, bomb. dude. That's two different cuisines, almost the same exact dish. That's weird. Yeah, it would be awesome. Oh god, that would be delicious. Well, for any of you out there who have a personal chef that you want to share, contact us because we could send them our chef. way. Yeah, we could use a personal Damn, chef I'm, on high expectations. I gotta but, find some way to get hibachi now. I'm really hungry. Well, let's go right now. I'll meet you there. Done. Done. Uh, All right. Well, that caps off another episode, everyone. As always, we know we can't do this alone, so we like to shout out a few people and things. Uh, Squadcast, that's the platform we're using to record this. Great for beginners. Check it out. Uh, Vince Sasso and the Vince Sasso Trio, he was on. We have him as a guest uh, coming up on an episode, or I don't know if if it's already out. It was the last episode. So shout out to Vince. Shout out to his band. If you're in the New Jersey area, check them out. They will be performing at the Bordentown Farmers Market. Uh, Podcastle is what what D-Lo uses to edit this podcast. He likes it. It works really well for us. So if you're getting into this kind of thing, give Podcastle a look and see if it meets your needs. Uh, It's definitely good for us. Uh, yeah, all our yeah, favorite yeah, dispensaries, yeah. as always, the Cushery in Lake Forest Park, Have a Heart yeah. in Greenwood, Dockside yeah. Cannabis in Ballard. Thank yeah. you for the great experience and the great buds. Uh, D'Lo, if people want to get in touch with us, how can they do so? They can reach us on any platform that they're currently listening to the podcast. There are ways, there are polls. You can uh, rate us. You can follow us. Please do all of those things. You can reach out to us via email at podcast.highexpectations at gmail.com. Or you can give us a follow and comment and like and interact with our posts and boosts our posts and share with your friends on Instagram at high.expectations.pod. Sweet. All right, everybody. As always, be kind and stay as weird stay as you can. Stay weird.